I am going to be ready when you are ready. You sure? You sure? Yes. In three, two, one. We're back at it again, folks. It's Monday, or whatever day you're listening to this, and it's Do You Know the Mob? I'm your co-host, Sam Yobren, and right here on a fine morning or afternoon, heck, maybe nighttime is... Brandon Ellis. Brandon. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I just had some cereal inspired by another podcast. (laughs) We do tend to record our podcast. All in settings, <laughs> all, a few at a time. You gotta do it when you're busy. When you're mm-hmm. busy. <clears throat> um, so, Brandon, I thought maybe I'll try to make the trivia a little more history oriented. Thank you, thank since you. Since this is a history podcast, after all, and also you tend to do better at the history ones. But this one might be a stomper. I think you're gonna like it. But it's gonna have some tricksters, tricky ones. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be famous people who were murdered, or fame, or should I say? People that became famous for murdering famous people. Mm. So they became famous because they so, shot a murder famous yeah. person. So I'll try to make it a little bit easier. I'm going to give you the murderer, which sounds weird as we're doing this trivia, and then you're going to guess the famous person they committed the murder to. Okay. okay? That way at least you'll have a guess because it'll be someone really famous. Got it, got it, got it. And it's probably rightfully so that some of these names aren't as famous because we hate to give them credit or, you know, make publicized. But mm-hmm. here's the first easy one. John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> Good old-fashioned Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Brandon, I have to ask you if I can do this on air. I don't hate to be too political, but is he? Uh, who's your favorite president? Is he up there? Uh, he is definitely up there. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's a classic one. I think FDR is a classic one to kind of go towards as oh, well. Okay. Um, I also just really appreciate... Brandon crossing the party lines. I, I know. <laughs> I just really appreciate Teddy Roosevelt as well. Oh. Now, he was responsible a lot for the national parks as well, right? He was. He was. And I'll give him a little credit I for that. I just think he was just a man's man. <laughs> he was a BA. <laughs> he was a pretty tough he was, guy. He was pretty cool. Um, I especially liked him in Night at the Museum. <laughs> Um, Great acting. Go and ask me my favorite. My favorite. Who's your favorite one? I like I know William say. Henry Harrison. I know <laughs> but I wanted you to ask him anyways. Indiana's now, only president. There's two reasons. Number one, he Indiana. is from Indiana. And the only the one reason. And number two, he was there not long enough to do any damage. He, lived, <laughs> he was 30 days in office. He refused to wear a coat on his inauguration day as he rode on a horse. And he got pneumonia and died 30 days later. And that is what I relate to as a stubborn man. <laughs> I get told I'm stubborn all the time, so I relate in a way. No, honey, I will not wear a coat. That's right. I am the President of the United States. You watch me. <laughs> all right. So, John Wilkes Booth, you got it. Abraham Lincoln. James Earl Ray. James Earl Ray. Uh, you actually know who this is, but you just, it might be, I, I forget about him all the time. James Earl Ray. Like, I forget about who James Earl Ray is. I don't know. Martin Luther King Jr. Oh. Yeah, gosh. yeah. I forget I forget all the time who murdered him. I'm glad he is not famous. Yeah, that's actually, I guess, a good thing to think about it. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. JFK. That's, well, depending who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy. Um, all right, here's one. Brutus and Cassius. Brutus and Cassius. 
They were the first to murder this individual. Think back to your Mandy's class. Oh, I know. Uh, Caesar. Yep. Julius Caesar. Caesar, Caesar. Oh, the great orange juice it is. Um, All right. John Hickley Jr. attempted and would be later credited with this murder. John Hickley Jr. Basically, the bullet didn't kill the person for a long time. McKinley? Ronald Reagan. Ah. Ronald Reagan. Good try. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. All right. This famous individual in America was killed by the Sioux tribe. The Sioux tribe. Custer. General Custer. <laughs> Got to be ready for the sneak attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. Here we go. Nicole Brown. And I'll give you a hint. Nicole. Or, oh, I already messed it up. The person who killed her. I'm sorry. Nicole Brown Simpson. Nicole oh. Brown Simpson. I accidentally reversed it. Can you name the Well, it was OJ. Yeah, the glove didn't fit. The juice. OJ Simpson. Juice. Um, okay. Uh, Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh. It actually isn't a shot, so that could be a little hint there. You know this. Stabbed him? <laughs> nope. I'm kind of being unfair here. The Oklahoma City Federal Building. Oh, so I kind of switched. I couldn't play by the rules. Yeah. But that's why you know that name. That's why you know that name. The name sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. There's a bomb. There's a bomb. Um, all right. Leon Shazosk. I don't know how to pronounce this. Shazosk. <laughs> Uh, this is this is the other president, McKinley. <laughs> William McKinley. I was like, I think I know who you're talking about. All right, these last few might be a little difficult, but we'll try them out. John David Chapman killed a famous musician. Lennon. Hey, you knew that. Right. I've been waiting for you to ask that uh, one. He says like he's going to say. There Lennon. you go. All right. I shouldn't have even thrown the hint. Henry Paul. Henry Paul, and he did not use a gun or a knife or a bomb. That's different. Henry Paul. A famous person over the pond. It's okay. I'll help you out here. Is he Russian? Nope. Uh, or uh, I don't know what he was, but Princess Diana. This is the driver who oh, hit Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. So maybe murder's unfair word, but, you know, responsible, I should say. And then, last but not least, I think you'll get this. Marvin Gaye Sr. Who did Marvin Gaye Sr. murder? Marvin Gaye Jr.? Yes, yeah, his dad. His dad was responsible for his murder. So Marvin the Gaye. singer? Yeah, yeah. His dad killed yeah. him? Yeah, Marvin Gaye was trying to break up a fight between his father and mother, supposedly, and his dad killed him, as how the story goes. So kind of, well, that's not kind good. Of interesting, yeah. But anyway, so speaking of murder, we'll go on to our Do You Know the Mob? <laughs> so, and why not? Yeah, that's right. So we're on episode Johnny the Fox Torio, also in Chicago. We're just having too much fun in, in uh, the Windy City, as you say. Mm-hmm. So, Giovanni Torrio was born near Naples, Italy, January 20th, 1882. At the age of two, his father passed away. And so, he moved to New York with his mother. His name was switched to Johnny after the move, so he sounded more American. So, (laughs) Giovanni to Johnny. There you go. That's kind of interesting. Torrio began working for a saloon and then started running with the James Street Gang when he was in his teens to make money. Uh, I feel like saloons are kind of a... Stereotype of mobsters, if you will. Yeah, it's like that's where they kind of start at. Mm-hmm. So while he ran errands for the James Street Gang, Torrio saved enough money to open up a local pool hall and gambling den. 
that's also, these are really hitting up the stereotypes right now. <laughs> uh, he began running an illegal gambling operation which caught the eye of a local mafia, Capo Paul Kelly. Is Capo like, I feel like that's the title, like a mafia cop. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a leader maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look actually. into that. Uh, soon Torrio became Kelly's number two and right-hand man in the operation. Uh, Kelly taught Torrio how to be more sophisticated by not swearing so much, dressing professionally, and how to front as a legitimate business owner. That's so funny. So basically how to fake being a business citizen and maybe a good citizen even. <laughs> oh, man. He's got a good point, though. You do think when people swear a lot, they just seem a little bit unsophisticated. Not sophisticated. Yeah. Um, so soon Torrio left the operation on good terms with Kelly, which I have to say, that's a very important detail. We don't see that a lot in the mob world. So <laughs> the fact they left on good terms, this is really business. Yeah, wow. So he began his own operation that involved bookmaking, loan sharking, hijacking, prostitution, and opium trafficking. So a little mm. bit of, guys hands a little bit of everything. Mm. <laughs> Eventually, a local kid by the name of Al Capone began working in Torrio's group. <clears throat> Capone showed signs of greatness, and Torrio gave him small jobs and became his mentor, a lot like grooming. So as you can see, we saw where Johnny Torrio got groomed, and now he's grooming Al Capone. Mm. Johnny developed the nickname The Fox for his cunning and finesse. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> uh, Torrio soon moved his operations to Chicago because his aunt's husband was being blackmailed by the black hand. Now, Brandon, can you tell us a little bit about what is the black hand <laughs> yeah so it was the black hand extortion which began around 1900 and pretty much faded out by 1920 and was kind of replaced by the mafia is what we're talking about oh, okay right now. <laughs> um, the was, underworld yes it's precursor of kind of the organized crime it still had some tax similar to mafia but it wasn't really as organized at the time and so typically what would happen is it was a lot of extortionist uh, so someone would say, hey, we need you to extort this person. It's typically mostly Italian men. And would send extortion notes to their victims and blaze them with a old country feared symbol, which was a black hand. Mm -hmm. um, and basically it was saying, you know, you need to pay up or something bad's going to happen. You know, victims would be threatened with being beaten, shot, or have their businesses bombed if they did not pay out. Oh, the business is being bombed. That's a new one. Yep, yep. And so... Um, Again, they would start threatening people, and the kind of telltale call symbol was a black hand. Okay. Um, and typically these were solo operations, one or two people. It wasn't this hierarchy you see with mafia, which is kind of what the mafia mm -hmm. formed into. Mm -hmm. So, Gotcha. Well, thank you. So um, as a favor to his aunt's husband, which was Jim Colisimio, Torrio and his gang waited for extortionists to pick up the money and would gun them down. So like you were saying. Mm. Uh, while in Chicago, Torrio began running prostitution rackets. So this is where we see that South Side getting into that. Mm. Uh, for the Collision Mill family, transforming the houses with virgins obtained from the white slave trade. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. The main act's coming in again. <laughs> yeah, so this, this gets pretty dirty. It's pretty, pretty gross here, folks. But uh, during this time, two women escaped one of Torrio's houses and threatened to call the police. Oh. Two of Torrio's men went as undercover agents and killed both women so that they could not testify against him. So, again, we see the whole uh, not letting people testify against you in court. Mm. Torrio married a Jewish woman named Anna Jacob. 
and planted roots in Chicago. It's amazing how these people that work with prostitution end up finding a wife. I don't quite get that, but they. Oh were man. <laughs> um, so they planted roots in Chicago. Knowing that his mentor was staying in Chicago, Al Capone moved to Chicago as well, and together they ran the Chicago outfit. Colisimio, uh, who, you know, like I said, related to Johnny Torrio through marriage, proved to be a disgrace to the mafia and divorced Torrio's aunt, which was not a good idea, because in a fit of rage, Torrio executed him in 1920. He had hired a man by the name of Frankie Yale, who we'll have to do sometime in the future, mm-hmm. to carry out the hit. Both Yale and Torrio were put on trial for the murders, but the prosecution's witness refused to testify, and both men were released. And obviously, we know why they refused to testify. <laughs> Soon, the Chicago outfit became a force to be reckoned with, and Torrio set up an agreement between Dan O'Bannon and his outfit. So, you know, we got the North Side, South Side forming. But the agreement was to become business partners and run Chicago. But little did Torrio know that Bannon had been hijacking the outfit's liquor trucks for years. So, that's kind of explains why we see, you know, why they took out Banyan. And sure enough, ah. um, Banyan wanted to run Chicago on a, on his own, so he set up Torrio and Capone for murders in one of the outfit's local clubs. After both Capone and Torrio were, uh, they were, you know, they were just fine, and they hired Frankie Yale, who they believe murdered Dino Bannon. Um, but O'Bannon's murder is actually unsolved, and the trigger man was never officially named. But right. it was while he was, I think, if I remember correctly, we'll do his episode eventually, but I think he was, like, shopping with his wife, and they killed him. So, bummer. Um, after driving his wife home from the grocery store, Torrio was ambushed and shot four times by O'Bannon's crew as retaliation for the murder of their leader, obviously. Good. Torrio was shot in the chest, neck, right arm, and the groin. Oh, you just thought it couldn't get worse, and I just kept naming him. But when the shooter walked up to the car... And placed the gun to Torrio's temple. The gunman was out of ammo. Oh, come on. Got your shots. <laughs> Luckily, the gunman and his driver fled the scene, and Torrio managed to survive. How the heck did he survive? What the heck? Capone and many other body- bodyguards sat outside of Torrio's hospital room and protected their boss until he was able to quickly recover. I don't know how you quickly recover from that. Uh, I, mean, yes. I think that's a pretty relative thing. You're right, though. You think, you know, if you're going to be good at your job, count your shots. Count your shots, folks. <laughs> oh, man. So um, they sat outside, and after his recovery, Tori was sentenced to serve nine months in jail, where he paid off the warden to give him a bulletproof cell and two armed guards at all times. Oh, my god! Talk about, like, accepting your um, punishment, but being able to work the system to protect you. Because we all know, like, jail and prison... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, fun fact about that. I heard, never realized about how Jeffrey Dahmer died. Have you heard about that? No, how did he die? So, apparently, when he was in prison, he supposedly gave his life to Christ. And he wanted to share, uh, you know, the word with other inmates. And he was in solitary confinement. And the guards were like, no. You know, prison was like, no. If we let you out, you're, they're going to kill you. Especially because he had killed, like, black children. So race yeah, was what, a part of it. What was he? He was, he was he? the guy who, who approached on people and killed them and ate them and saved their body parts. Like, he was awful. Oh, boy. Yeah. And, you know, race and inner city kids kind of played a part in it. And he said, no, I want to go out there. I don't care. And so they let him out there and he... They killed him. <laughs> really? But, but yeah. Yeah. The prison. Not the like the other inmates. Yeah. The other inmates him. killed him. But anyway, so... I, digre- I digress. Oh, boy. Yeah. After, He's going to die. Yeah. So after his release, Torrio quickly announced his retirement and moved to Italy with his wife, leaving control of the Chicago outfit to his protege, Al Capone. 
Soon he retired to serve um, in Cabone's outfit and watched as the understudy, as his understudy became the notorious gangster of all time. Which it is arguable, like if you just give it a Google, who's the greatest mobster? Al Capone is arguably the greatest. Yeah, he can have a lot. It's kind of crazy because Dino Bannon is more than, you know, would take, say he's because of that. But the retirement's interesting because Dino Bannon retired. Or sorry, Johnny Torrio. Johnny Torrio retired. I'm getting mixed up. And Johnny Torrio, you know, groomed him. So Johnny Torrio eventually died on April 16th, 1957 from a heart attack while in New York. So that's kind of interesting about Johnny the Fox. a heart attack. Yeah, but he retired and moved to Italy for a bit. And just let his gang take it. It was almost like, it's literally like a business. Like a business owner stepping away and when the business run. And I know the mob is a business, but usually these guys have early painful deaths. Which Johnny Torrey almost did because he got shot four times. Yeah. So enough to scare him. But wow. Al Capone definitely got his revenge, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yep. So anyways, uh, I should have said this in the beginning, but listeners' discretion is always advised. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media. We can use a good five stars and comments if you wouldn't mind, folks. Um, I'm Sammy Braden. And this is Brandon Ellis. Signing off.